Come on. Welcome to Money Savage, Savage Approach to Personal Finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, the strong and powerful Rick Kaler. Rick, are you ready to do this? I am ready to do it, George. Excellent. Let's do this. Rick is a certified financial planner, an MSFP, which stands for Masters in Financial Planning, and a CHFC, which is a Charter Financial Consultant. He is a speaker, author, columnist, and the president of Kaler Financial Group, an advice and fee-only financial planning firm. He was also a pioneer in integrating financial planning and psychology. I'm excited to have you on Rick, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why it is that you do what you do. Yeah, well, I've been born and raised in Rapid City, South Dakota, I've traveled the world, and I'm glad this is the place that I live. Uh, married, have a couple of kids. I was the first CFP in South Dakota, so nice. I've, I'm no uh, newcomer to this space, been doing it for a long time, uh, coming on 40 years now. So uh, uh, I, I have a, a fee-only financial planning practice here in Rapid City. About 50% of our clients live outside the state of South Dakota. So we do a lot of things virtually. So um, that's uh, just a little bit about myself. As you noted, I have a great interest in the psychology of financial planning um, where emotions and financial planning meet. I've done a lot of work in that area of um, just spanning that gap because it's a huge hole in uh, uh, financial planning. Uh, planners usually don't deal with emotions and therapists don't deal with uh, financial planning. So, <laughs> Yeah, there is a, certainly an immense amount of crossover and, and, and it's needed. So... Well, excellent. Well, 40 years of experience, I think that we're certainly going to benefit from that today. So um, I know that, that. well, let me first start off by saying it looks like you were one of the early adopters to YouTube as well, and you have an immense amount of content on your YouTube page, and we'll certainly direct folks to that um, a little bit later in the show. But recently, you have been focused more on, on fees, and I'd love to, love to kind of dig into that with you. Absolutely. I just completed uh, a three-part on that, and I'm redoing that portion on our website. I think it's an area that most people are really in the dark about, and it's where the average person gets taken advantage of more than any other area financially. And I just find that uh, people are, are just completely unaware of what's going on uh, with their investments around fees, and I thought maybe we could uh, delve into that a little bit. Yeah, I would, I would, I would love that. So, that's a, a big conversation. Where, where do, you, where do we start? Sure. Well, let's let's start with the six six types of fees that uh, you can be paying. Um, the first would be upfront commissions, um, which I think are are pretty obvious. But um, you, you've got to ask. Uh, these things are, are, are the type of uh, transaction that aren't typically going to be willingly disclosed. Uh, do they have to be disclosed legally? Yes, somewhere in some small 
fine print. <laughs> you could probably find them if you spend enough hours. But they often are not going to be asked or, or offered up front. I recently had a client who was told they were, wanted to invest a million dollars, and they were told that there would be no fees. When I got looking at it, here's what I found. There was an upfront commission of 4%. The annual fee paid to the advisor was a percent and a half. The cheapest fee was an annual fee of 50 bucks, administrative fee. There was an insurance fee of a half percent. And the charge for the underlying managers ranged from 0.8 to 1.65, which is about 1.3. Now, you add that all together. The first year fees were 7.3%, and the annual fee was 3.3%. Yikes. On a million dollars, that's 73000 up front and $33,000 a year. And that's before you get any return. So this is a big deal. Uh, your, in, your retirement um, can absolutely rest on the due diligence that you do around finding out what the fees are that you're paying. So that's one, is your upfront commission. Your do second or just, if, if, go ahead. If I can, yeah. Do you, do you find that, that people look at 1.5, 2% and they almost, when they do actually see it, they probably rarely see it, but if they do, they will sometimes just dismiss that as that's not very much and they're not taking into consideration how enormous that number is over the long term. It's a big number over the short term too, but. Yeah, George, you make a really good point. The brain takes a look at percentages and minimizes them. Ah, oh, 3.3%, that's not a big deal. <laughs> but when you convert that to on a half million dollars, that that's over $15,000 right. a year, all of a sudden it becomes a bigger deal. Mm -hmm. And even a half percent over a period of time is a big deal. So you're absolutely right. Have these things, convert them for your brain's sake to dollars and all of a sudden it becomes much more meaningful. Yeah, like just imagine spending, like you were just talking about, $70,000. You probably could find a lot of uses for that. So, And that's right up front. And I, 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 I guess I'm remiss. I'd like to take a big step back and just ask you, are are fees a bad thing necessarily? Just Well, I charge fees. Uh, you know, you, you've got to be paid in some fashion. So it's not, it's not necessarily the, the fee that's a bad thing. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's not even necessary necessarily that the uh, commission is a bad thing. <clears throat> What's a bad thing is not knowing if you that you're paying it. Right. So you got to get it out all on, on the table. Thank you. I didn't mean to. Sometimes I just forget to ask the important questions up front. So, all right. <laughs> so the second type. Yeah, ongoing advisory fees. There are monthly or quarterly or annual fees that you pay an advisor for their investment advice. Now, not all uh, advisors, especially, well, not all advisors have ongoing fees. Not all advisors have upfront commissions. The way most fee-only advisors operate, they have ongoing advisory fees. Rule of thumb is about 1% of assets. It'd be typical on a million dollars that you'd pay 1% or 10000 a year. So 
Um, it's just important to know. There's uh, some very popular advisors out there right now that on a million, they're about um, 1.2% or 12,000 a year. There's some insurance products, like I uh, just mentioned, where they can be 3.3% a year. So uh, they can uh, vary immensely. Another thing that folks don't ask about are additional fees for services. There's a very popular uh, broker dealer out there that I only recently became aware of all the additional fees for opening this account, closing this account. If you die, this here's a fee. They even have a 2% fee for dollar cost averaging. Wow. That blew me away. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, that is not being told up front anywhere. Right. Wow. We had to dig deep into the website to find that. Uh, so find out about all those additional fees. And then one that people miss a lot are the ongoing fees charged by the managers or the sub-managers. Or these would be the mutual funds or the ETFs, any type of manager that the advisor is using to manage the funds. This is huge because if you use a, a Vanguard, uh, these fees can be as low as 0.1%, 0.2%. Uh, the average is 1.3%. Now, there's a big difference between 0.2 and 1.2, and that's a percent. And on a million dollars, that's 10000 a year that, that you don't even see. It comes out before your return. So when you say that the, the average ongoing investment manager fee is, is 1.3, so that's – are we talking about mutual funds? Yes. Okay. Wow. Got it. Yeah, it's yeah, 1.25 for bond funds and 1.35 for equity funds. So I blend those at 1.3. Uh, now, certainly there's firms that are less. Some of your big firms and established might be 0 0.7, 0 0.8, somewhere in there. But you can get a uh, Vanguard, like I said, for uh, far, far less than that. So it, it just makes uh, sense to pay attention to the ongoing fees. Okay. Um, then just miscellaneous fees, you know, uh, they can be another $500 or $100 account here for all sorts of various things. And finally, transaction fees. And so this is every time you buy or sell security, a stock, a fund, an ETF, there's some type of fee. Find out is it a percent of the amount you're buying or selling. Uh, they can range from $5 to $100 per transaction. So those are the six fees that you, you absolutely have got to ferret out when you're um, looking at any investment. Is it getting easier to find these than it used to be or is it still kind of clear as mud no i i don't think it's getting any easier and as of the moment we're talking the dol rules were just officially declared doa <laughs> um this last friday so there's even less of a impetus to um uh, disclose fees than there were than there was before i i really don't see any change in uh, the transparency or disclosure of fees I'm saying over decades wow well there's certainly uh, anyway yeah I know that uh, 
we've had folks on talking about the fees inside of a 401k and, and how best to to ask questions and dissect and figure out what those fees are. Um, so what are some of the best ways for people to understand how much they're paying for their investments? Well, this is one of those questions that people don't like to to ask, they feel that if they're asking how a uh, salesperson's being paid, that it's kind of like asking how much did you make last year or what your net worth is. It, it, it kind of runs into the big taboo that we don't talk about money. And uh, so I, I want to be polite. So I'm not going to ask these seemingly embarrassing questions. Well, this is your money. Right. And uh, the person sitting in front of you is earning it somehow. Uh, and, it, and it really behooves you to protect yourself, to ask those questions, to, to be prepared when you come in front of an advisor or a uh, salesperson. You know, you already know what the six types of fees you are that you have are going to be. So go through those. Ask them. Don't assume that the salesperson or the advisor is going to give you full or even partial information about fees. Now, I will say, if they are fee-only, meaning they're governed by the SEC, they're held to a fiduciary standard, they have a legal obligation to disclose every fee there is and every conflict of interest. So you've got to find out who are you sitting in front of. Are you sitting in front of a salesperson who's more regulated by FINRA? Or are you sitting in front of somebody who owes you a fiduciary duty? The biggest thing you can do to, to, to ferret out the difference is have them sign a statement that says they are a client. I've had uh, people say, salespeople say they, they are fee only. Uh, if you don't write a check out to the advisor for a fee, then they are probably not held to the fiduciary standard. Got it. Which means that they're potentially be, being compensated by the financial institution for placing some kind of a product or an investment versus Correct. just paying the versus client just paying advisor for the advice. Right. And the money that their firm gets to pay them is somehow being extracted from you. Right. <laughs> sure. I mean, I have had annuity people uh, uh, sit in front of me and absolutely vehemently uh, 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 take the position that their clients have never paid a dime in fees. And I'm like, well, where do you get your money from the company? Well, where do you think your company gets the money? And I honestly... I've gotten the, the answer a couple of times. I don't know. It's none of my business. Hmm. Well, <laughs> I, I, frankly, I, I vacillate between uh, ignorance and, and malicious intent with sometimes people just don't know. And I would rather have them say, you know what, I, I honestly don't understand how, how it works. It's not a good answer um, to, well, they probably understand, but they're, they're actually misleading client by saying that they're not being charged any fees. But all the more reason to trust but verify. So, yeah, and, and I don't even know if I start off trusting. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, so it is it is so important and we've certainly the financial industry has been focused a lot on the on this fiduciary rule over the past how, however long it's been and to your point very recently it's now been completely struck down so sort of back to square one and we'll we'll see what happens but just to uh to to, to hit on it again when you're working with a fiduciary advisor they're legally obligated to um <clears throat> they're legally obligated to make the recommendations that are in client's best interest and so that's right it's I would say it's in your best interest as a client to be working with a fiduciary, but that doesn't mean that just because the person you're not, that you're working with is not, does not mean that they are not acting in your best interest. It's just extremely important to understand how they are being compensated. And those that are the salespeople will be quick to point out that they're held to a suitability standard. And be very, very careful. Suitability does not mean what you think it means. It does not require that the product is good for you or uh, that it's going to uh, meet your, your needs. It means you need to be legally able to evaluate and purchase the product. So be f- hmm. suitable has nothing to do with what whether it is good for you or not. Got it. Okay. So – and I completely agree with you that it is a very uncomfortable conversation to have with somebody asking them how how they are paid. But is there language that you would coach people who are listening to ask? Simply, well, I, I would just suggest, George, that it is absolutely okay to understand how that person is getting paid. In other words, when I sit in front of a person, I say my fee on a million dollars is ten thousand dollars a year. That's what I'm going to be earning from you. It is perfectly acceptable to ask a, a somebody selling a product. I, I would like to know exactly how much is being taken from my investments in dollar terms. Um, it's also, I've asked them, you know, what, what is your f- split with your broker dealer? Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. But what is more important is you want to know the total dollars because they could tell you what they're being paid. It's usually just a fraction of the entire amount going out. So I would suggest it doesn't help you as much to know exactly what that person's being paid. You want to know what the company is totally taking from your account. Got it. Oh, that's a really important distinction. And right I think there. it's important to ask it very clearly, mm-hmm. very clearly. And if uh, they're offended by that, well, great. You get to go someplace else. (laughs) That's an excellent point. (laughs) Excellent. Well, Rick, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. I know that we've already covered a lot of them, but what do you have for them? Absolutely ask the question, how much am I paying you in total fees and commissions and annual um, administrative costs. Ask all about all those six fees and you will be way ahead. That is great stuff that definitely gets, come on. Come on. So Rick, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? You can go to kalerfinancial.com and we have uh, quite a bit on our website. We also have a blog that I think has about 15 years of stuff on it. So uh, search on something and we probably have written about it. 
I love it. And I could certainly vouch, as I mentioned at the top of the show, um, for the quality and the vol- volume of awesome stuff on Rick's website and also his YouTube channel. And I'll certainly link to those. Um, Rick, I assume that people can find the six types of fees somewhere on your blog. Is it? Yeah, it's a, it's a relatively um, a new blog. Okay. And it's, um, I wanted to, to give you the date. It's April 23rd, 2018. Perfect. Excellent. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Rick your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Check out KaylorFinancial.com and everywhere else that I have listed in the notes of the show. Thank you again, Rick. Hey, thank you, George. I appreciate it being on. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we're all in this together. What's up, Savage Nation? Please support the show by subscribing. Leave us a review. And definitely feel free to share us with somebody you think would like it. Come on.